it has been a season. I've hugged my son. I hugged my son, but I wanted to hug your son. Oh goodness, I've cried about our future. I had complicated feelings and arguments about marching in a pandemic. And I literally tried to meditate away reality. I read some books. I got my senator on speed dial. But still, there is so much more work to do. That's why we're back. And this is Your Neighbor's Hood. The, the season, season of, of solutions. solutions. With Hannah and Jackie. We have another bonus. Sure. <laughs> A bonus. Don't, don't we have it? Oh, I don't know. I'm just, don't you love giving people extra stuff? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> bonus. Because we're trying to make the episodes be relatively concise so that, you know, it's streamlined. Yeah. You know, you got a fast-paced life, but then we have extra stuff. We have extra stuff, and we just want to give it to you. We want to give it to you. We want to give it, give it, give it, give it to you, give it to you. And we want to connect with more humans outside of this. So this bone is short. <laughs> yeah, no. So this is us trying to figure out what makes a good neighborhood. It's so easy for people to say, I want a good school or I want a good neighborhood. Facts. But what is that? What is that? <laughs> Hannah, this was all you too. It was like, you know, I hear certain things when I hear good, but I wonder safe. if... <laughs> say mm-hmm. it. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> safe. Yes. What is it? Let's unpack it. <laughs> so we went out about town to ask people around the community what makes a good neighborhood here's what they had to say i think a good neighborhood is one where there is a real sense of community and by that i mean neighbors no neighbors they engage with one another they want to help one another whether that's you know, being the person that stands at the bus stop or being the person that everyone can always count on to have a fresh egg or whether it's being the person that will come bring everyone together for um, just talking, just neighbors talking to neighbors. And it doesn't mean that they're all the same race or socioeconomic status. It just means that they're all willing to be engaged in a sense of community. That's what makes a great neighborhood. Community, I would say community as opposed to neighborhood because you can have a neighbor living in proximity to you and you have nothing in common that will unite you. So when you're looking at what makes a healthy neighborhood and a good neighborhood, you look at the attributes of the residents of those individuals who have things in common, children, They work, Uh, they want to accomplish things, they are conscious about their environment, and they have these things in common that they can tie together to perpetuate the well-being of the neighborhood. So I would say community. Common, things we have in common, union that will unite us to bring us together. That's, to me, more powerful than any anything. I came from a little um, place in Portsmouth, Craddock, which was a circle. It was America's first shopping center, um, supposedly. Um, and it was community. 
because you grew up you went to school together you went to church together you shopped together I mean it was just that whole environment and then when I moved here it was very similar to that it had that feeling of, of comfort and security and safety that I, uh, I was yearning for to me is somewhere where you can go to your neighbors and ask them for help and get help and you know you can rely on them for help and they know they can rely on you. Good community like um they don't have to be nice people but like um they care or you can help them and and sometimes they maybe will let you or um of eggs and you need one you can go next door and get one I mean it's <laughs> it's it's not the big things it's the little things and I think you know if your car doesn't start you need a jump you know you, you know your neighbors got you um, but it's having that reliability and the trust and I think that's that's building the relationship and building the trust in anything and everything I think is is two of the most key ingredients to good communities. And, and not being bashful, not being shy. Don't be scared to go knock on the door and say hello. How you doing? You know, introduce, introduce yourself. And they feel the same way. They'll, they'll reply to your, your question, you know, get your name and everything, how they feel, and y'all talk. I mean, it won't happen overnight. You know, you got, you, you got to build it, but, but you can be done. It won't take a long time. You know, you, you'll find yourself, actually time don't stand still for nobody. So. You, in a couple of months, you'll find yourself collaborating and talking and trading ideas. In a place where I don't like this part, but it's still a good neighborhood, you can get help with disciplining children. Why I just think back of my neighborhood. You know, I grew up in a neighborhood where everybody was auntie, okay? Uh, Aunt Edith next door, Jewish mother, or Jewish family next door to me. Uh, Aunt Ch Uncle Chucky, two doors down from me. You know, um, Aunt Grace across the street. My mom was Aunt Doris, my dad was Uncle Clarence. So everybody, like we all, takes a village to raise a child. That's how I grew up in, in in Jersey. We Our block was, everybody knew each other. Everybody cared about everybody. You know, it was just one of the things. When the homeboys robbed the bank, you know, it, it was like, it was a shock, you know? And it was, the, the, you know, the, all the parents came together. What's wrong? What happened to them? But they saw opportunity, you know? <laughs> they, they robbed the, the Holmes brothers. They, they the first one to turn me on to marijuana. They, they're the first ones, you know? The first one to turn me on the guns is an Italian boy, Mark Sinelli. Little 38, we shoot in the back of the, uh, in the in the school, in, I mean, where I went to school was woods in the back. So we'd go to woods, shoot up in the air, and what Italian boys bring the guns to school. Back then! Good neighborhood feels like there aren't a whole bunch of people watching you or your house and comfortable.
comfort, safe, um, secure. You know that you're, somebody's got your back. But good, uh, good people who live in your community, who care about your community, who care about each other. But I, I think the, the community is, is a, it's all about the people and it's building the relationships with the people in the community. So I think it's it's all about it's all about the people. Good people, it's real simple. But I mean, not all people gonna, gonna be good though. Good people, good people make a good neighborhood. I believe a good neighborhood is where all the people that live there respect the other people for their differences and appreciate it, and and don't and they don't judge each other. People or animals in your neighborhood, they can, they could be nice if they choose to. They don't go on your property. They can, um, they are somewhat kind. They, um, it's like a, a positive neighborhood. There's lots of people who could play with me and my friends and they're, they're sometimes they're there for me. Like, um, oh, oh, a positive energy. Humans make a good neighborhood. Being able to see people on your block or on your street that make you smile rather than sort of uh, turn away or try to hide behind the steering wheel or avert your gaze. Knowing that you are happy to have them as neighbors rather than trying to ignore their existence, that means a lot. Makes me feel like it's a good neighborhood when I go in and I see neighbors talking to each other or I see people sitting on front porches. I've never lived in a neighborhood um, in my entire life that didn't have some kind of stoop or front porch or some kind of outward facing facade to the street. And I've also never lived in a neighborhood that had like large, expansive yards. <laughs> but when I go into neighborhoods that do have those yards, I like seeing people active and outside. I like seeing people uh, maybe walking a dog or talking to one another. It just makes it feel like alive. You know that the neighborhood has a pretty strong sense of community if you see people engaging with one another as you move through the neighborhood. feeding each other different food, your food and their food, which is called sharing. Which everybody don't eat everybody food, you know, but if you trust them enough, you will. <clears throat> I'm waiting on the plate from your mama now. <laughs> Even though she is from Chicago, Illinois, she damn sure cook good. That's a good neighbor. <laughs> and support each other. I mean, in, in our community here, if uh, someone, uh, we make dinners for each other if you're making a little bit too much and you have some left over or you're making a batch of cookies and you want to share. Uh, we do that quite quite a bit here in Estabrook. I'm looking for a nice, quiet, friendly neighborhood close to everywhere I want to go. And that's basically it. I don't like no whole lot of drama. But uh, other than that, each his own. Place with a store. 
in walking distance. Having access to good, healthy food, good grocery stores, um, good restaurants, being able to buy food that is healthy and nearby is really, really, really important to me. Green space, having a playground for your kid or a park to walk in, that's really important to me. It has to have, it has to be close to like some stores. I gotta have some fast food restaurants, um, some good shopping. Like I don't, I don't really like living in the country too much. I like living more in the uh, suburbs, like where it's quiet, but I can drive five or ten minutes down the street and like, you know, it's like city life kind of thing. So yeah, that, that would be good too. Good schools. Good schools. Good schools. Streets that don't have a whole bunch of potholes. Good streets that don't aren't too slanted or deep so that they don't flood. And then people are trying to clear out basements and the house their houses because it's flooding. A place with a gas station. Sometimes people run out of gas near their house and they gotta go somewhere quick gas station yeah um so i am moving into the part of life that i'll be looking for my retirement type neighborhood but i still think i would like one where you see people talking with one another engaged with one another um it really isn't so much for me about what something looks like in the sense of what does the building look like? You know, does everyone have the perfect yard or is there, um, is there furniture on their front porch all matching? That's not really what I look for. I look for sort of a feeling that I get through and I usually get that feeling just by talking to people or seeing people talking to one another or engaging with one another, whether that's like, is there a park in the neighborhood where there's a lot of people um, walking and talking and playing with one another. Is there a um, is there a corner store or a corner restaurant or uh, a corner any kind of gathering place? With each other or trying to get to know each other. Um, when I grew up, I played outside a lot with uh, my friends all day because we all kind of looked out for each other. This is back where I grew up, though. Everybody got a. I mean. It just everybody got along, you know. To this day, I still talk to my neighbors. To this day, you know, guys I grew up with, we still talk. Matter of fact, a lot of moved here. The housing association, because I live in an apartment, so mm -hmm. I like when the people who own the building take care of the house. So if it was like a home, maybe the housing association took care of the neighborhood, that's important. But just playing in a good community can make a good neighborhood place where your neighbors and you can take care of the neighborhood as a group. Uh, place where there's very little off the bat animosity. I think neighbors should be able to come together and talk to one another to solve problems versus having an overall HOA type board. But that, that's just me. I've never looked for that. I don't get comfort out of everything looking 
perfect or looking the same or always being so neat and tidy that actually kind of um, makes me nervous. So that's what I would look for going forward is just a place that I felt like I could belong. And for me, that would be having to be uh, where I see that people are engaging just to take care of their neighborhood. And, and that could be just simply that I drive into the neighborhood and I see that at the sign, maybe if there's a sign for the neighborhood sign, that somebody maybe planted some daffodil bulbs underneath. So again, it's not so much about what each individual house looks like or that they're all single family, that there's no mixed um, multifamily or anything like that. It's more of a um, just an overall feel. Back in the day, this is what promoted segregation. They had communities, not neighborhoods. You could not move into a white neighborhood if you were black, because you didn't have nothing in common with the white folk. That they felt would unite them to that, to, to unite us to them, because they always felt supreme to us. That's my spin. Blight is in the lack of education. Blight is in the lack of opportunity. Blight is in the heart and souls of people that live in neighborhoods where we would consider to be blighted. So blight is not a physical, I mean, we, we all want to make it this physical manifestation, right? Like we can take a house for blight. We can knock it down because we're the government. Blight, blight, blight. But there's people that live in those houses. And that's the blight that you have to get rid of is the lack of opportunity, the lack of education, the all of those things that are that are part of systemic poverty or systemic racism, they all exist when the buildings get knocked down and they exist when the buildings go back up. But we all feel like we did something great because we got rid of blight. And when you gentrify a neighborhood, that's what people look at. They look at the physical, but that's just, that's like, that's nothing. That's such a small part of it. Like, again, I could do all, that all day long. I can go in and and figure out a formula to build this many market rate houses and this many this and this many that. And you, you're seeing it happen right now with St. Paul's. But the bottom line is that the real blight, the real crime in all of this is the fact that we we want to build shiny new things, but we don't want to build up the people. And that's really what it comes down to. So when I go into a neighborhood, you know, I can see black people, gay people, whatever. But if I see them out and, 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 you know, pushing a lawnmower. If I see a lady that's taking plastic flowers and stuck them all over her yard, okay, she cares about that neighborhood. You know, a lot of people in my white socioeconomic, whatever you want to call it, strata, would be like, oh my God, they put plastic flowers in the yard. Well, see, I, what I see when I see plastic flowers is they care. Like they're trying. Like that's, a, that's someone who's trying to build their neighborhood up. And I would rather have five of those people than 50 McMansions in my neighborhood as I drive into it. It's just, that's just me. And, and I will tell you, it served me well to feel that way. What makes a great neighborhood? Of course, there are the standard responses, walkability, safety, friendliness, sense of belonging. But I also think about a book I read to my kids called The Big Orange Splot by Daniel Pinkwater. And it starts out, it says, Mr. Plumbean lived on a street where all the houses were the same. He liked it that way. So did everybody else on Mr. Plumbean's street. This is a neat street, they would say. Then one day, a seagull flew over Mr. Plumbean's house. He was carrying a can of bright orange 
paint. No one knows why. And he dropped the can, no one knows why, right over Mr. Plum Bean's house. Well, the story goes on, and um, Mr. Plum Bean just rolls with it and paints his house wild and crazy colors. And the, the neighbors are angry that his house no longer looks like everyone else's. And each person comes and talks to him about it. And each person then goes and paints their own house wild and crazy things. And by the end of the book, everyone on the, house, on the street, everyone's houses, looks entirely different. And he says, the last page reads, Whenever a stranger came to the street of Mr. Plumbean and his neighbors, the stranger would say, This is not a neat street. Then all the people would say, Our street is us, and we are it. Our street is where we like to be, and it looks like all our dreams. And that is what makes a great neighborhood. All right, you've been listening to Your Neighbor's Hood, and as always, give us a like, a rate, subscribe, review, tell your friends, and join us on social. Stay open, stay curious, and make it a great day closer to history.